Santino Andina. The story continues. To be back in my original body felt like being squeezed from all angles at the same time and in some kind of compression suit. It felt familiar in the same way as melancholia does and a bit too crowded after the experience I just had. Just breathing felt like an effort and I made a promise to myself to try and release some of those outdated life pointers. The contrast made it clear to me just how much those emotional repeats our subconscious does every day. Save every memory of hurt and pain in an attempt to prevent it happening again. It's tried and tested way of keeping the body alive. I made a mental note to look into and try and find a holistically minded body worker or masseuse with the intention of getting at the ones I didn't know how to go after myself. I already longed to feel internally spacious and peaceful again. I felt suddenly despairing and hopeless and took a deep shuddering breath. Don't be too hard on yourself, Jackie, Risha said, as if she'd really read my mind. Maybe she still could. She poured us all some water with honey from a carafe placed on the coffee table before we left. We all do the best we can, and you would not be you if you let go of too much, believe it or not. If you get yourself too far ahead of the crowd, you'll take yourself out of circulation. Not that dying is the worst thing that can happen to a human being. It's just another experience, another beginning. But all those gurus and masters, I asked, their path aren't yours. Not what you signed up to do this time around. Sometimes I wonder what the heck I did sign up for, I said glumly. Work on letting go of what comes up in your life, catching the hurts and the fears that present themselves to you, as and when they do. That will benefit not only you, but others too indirectly. Well, I'll definitely make more of a conscious effort from now on, especially when we get back home, I said, straightening my shoulders. One thing that was odd is how I didn't feel emotionally attached to me, Anna said. The other me, I mean, Anita. I somehow expected it to feel like meeting a long-lost sister, but apart from my usual curious interest, nada. Not like when I met Jackie. Or Felipe. She didn't have to say it out loud. Risha and I both heard it anyway. Yeah, there was no click. Maybe you're too similar to connect. Not different enough. Like two fluffy pieces of Velcro don't stick, I suggested. Anita was so much more sure of herself, much more assertive. I got the feeling she knew what she wanted and just went for it. Unlike me. Don't go putting yourself down, Anna. Remember, she had her work hat on, and she has made a career out of teaching. She was in her work environment, in professional mode. I looked with affection at the Anna I loved. Her long, brownish-black hair tucked behind her ears, her clear brown eyes. A face that looked so much alike, and at the same time so different from Anita's, and not solely due to her short-dyed hair and matching glasses. I'm not a professional. I'm a teacher too. Anna's voice betrayed just a hint of petulance. She's an art teacher with blue hair. How cliché is that? What I meant is, Anita made an active choice to be a teacher and combine it with her love of art. 
your choice was more passive. You chose languages as your focal point. Because I'm interested in languages and communication. That's right. Not particularly in teaching. Oh, I see. Teaching was more or less chosen for you. Yeah, Anna sighed. You and me were in our new temp bodies, I added. And as such, we were not meant to make any lasting impression on anyone we encountered on the other timeline. All for the safety of all involved, Risha reminded us. Yeah, I said slowly, mostly to myself. The same way your twin made no firm impression on us, or at least not on me. More like an echo. Exactly, Risha said. Just the way she was meant not to do. Goodness me, how did you pull that off? I sat up straighter and leaned forward as I flexed my back muscles. If I could learn that trick, I could go visit my friend Steph without breaking the bank. Hell, I could even go looking for Sarah. One of my friends who'd gone travelling in India and never was heard from again. At the time, I'd failed to grasp why our parents hadn't turned the world upside down and inside out to try and find her. While they contacted the embassy and travelled to India for two weeks to meet with tourist police, etc. It is a big country, and this was before the internet became what it is today. Risha patted my hand. Don't go there, Karamia, she warned. I'm not saying you couldn't learn with a lot of practice, but the world is not ready for it yet. Don't forget I had Alexia's help in facilitating a safe space, etc. for the two of you, so we could do this. You, on the other hand, would be letting yourself loose with no guide and no help, jumping between timelines you do not know, and you never know what you will encounter. Even when you do, it takes a long time to get used to landing, or whatever you want to call it. You did it. Don't forget I also had Bron. When you get back to your home, it will be into a denser existence again. Don't remind me, I mumbled. Am I right to think that was slightly denser where we just went? Anna asked. Risha looked at me. I'd say so. Risha? You are correct. Yet, because of your own loss in density, it still felt fairly easy to navigate. Am I right? I smiled. Well, where I'm from... I answered with a small sigh. And you think this one is extraordinary then, do you? Anna raised an eyebrow. Compared to home, absolutely. Do you think Bron will ever let us come back and visit? I said. I don't know, Jackie. I suppose there's no harm in asking him. Or perhaps we could go and see Jackie and Onyo. Anna looked hopefully at Risha. Sorry, Icha, that's not likely. Oh... And trust me when I say you probably wouldn't like it, I said sadly. Why not? Another time, Risha and I said as one voice, which made us all crack up and laugh. Speaking about differences, I ventured. Risha raised an inquiring eyebrow. One of the first things I noticed after we, as in Tonio and I, had landed here, or whatever you want to call it, switched perhaps, was that all of a sudden there was a lot more English speakers about. How come? About a century ago we were informed that the day would come when we would need to speak the current world language. It was then our school started to teach children and any adults interested in learning English. After Andean Spanish and English, our schools teach Portuguese as well. 
three are now considered official languages. That makes sense. I remember you telling us about how the original language came about and helped unify the tribes. Yes, and Andean has almost been replaced by Spanish over the years. I'm not entirely sure how that came about, but it probably had something to do with practicalities and earlier trade routes. I know all three. Anna speaks Portuguese as well. Wow, that's incredible. Is there no end to your talents? Anna shrugged her shoulders. If I could have stayed on in Laja, I could have added a few more. Yeah, I said slowly. I was surprised. After we changed timelines, it was one of the first things I noticed, because my Spanish is still so rubbish. Despite speaking French like a native, I can't seem to get the hang of Spanish, which is frustrating to say the least. Then we were walking into town, and I made a rhetorical comment out loud, and someone answered me. But with so many proficient English speakers, why do they need me? No one here has your background, sensitivity and openness, your experiences of your world on your timeline, with a contemporary vocabulary, yet without too much slang or jargon, including bronze posse, she chuckled. Didn't think I was anything particularly special, I said honestly. Quite the opposite. Never sell yourself short, dear Jacqueline. From another dimensional point of view, we are all unique and with no spares. You've been watching Doctor Who. I joked to lighten what I felt had become an uncomfortable focus on my person. Doctor Who what? Risha looked bemused. Never mind. An English TV series. I grew up watching it. I forget sometimes that the world at large didn't. You'd like it though, I'm sure. So did you enjoy your, what did you call it, field trip? Of course we did, burst out Anna. It was wild. Crazy, but in a good way, I said. If I hadn't been through it myself, I'm not sure I would believe me. Yes, you may want to keep this one to yourselves. How do you think Tonya would react if you told him? I wouldn't know how. We still do have the remnants of a linguistic barrier at times as well as very different life references. I'm as introverted as he's extroverted, for starters, and though he knows and accepts a lot of my high-sensitivity stuff, it doesn't mean he totally gets it. That, or the more subtle scale when it comes to energy shifts and nuances, the stuff I've lived with my whole life. Yet he came here. Sure, he just took it in his stride. I grinned like a proud parent. That's Tonya for you. Adventurous and unflappable. Don't forget we got here with the help of Bronze Gang. In our sleep. No loss of density. Oh, I see. We just didn't notice it the same way. Just a little to ensure we didn't panic or freak out. Clever, Bron. Very clever indeed. I chuckled. More than meets the eye to that one. Risha laughed. When the shift happens when you're asleep, you don't notice it quite as much. That means Jackie is not on our timeline either? Anna looked a little worried and uncertain. It does, Iha, Risha said. That was a different kind of shift, mind you. Did you feel very much different when you woke up? Not really. Well, when we first arrived I was a bit confused and I put that down to all the travelling and the altitude adjustment. The shift here I did notice. 
We both fell asleep unexpectedly in the middle of the day. I totally faced out while meditating. Not like me at all. I can get far out at times, but siestas, planned or otherwise, are not me. The old or other you would have worried, I'm guessing. We were far too excited to worry about if or how we could get back, which is what I would normally have done, to be quite honest. I felt my face grow hot. Don't feel guilty. It's normal. You'll get it back when you return, if you want to. No, I laughed. Thanks all the same. So now you see, on close inspection, there was a subtle shift. I nodded slowly. How had I missed that? What did Cordoba look like when you first arrived then, or on your timeline? Anna asked. I took a deep breath and wondered what and how much to say when Risha came to my rescue. Don't. Why not? Anna looked from me to Risha. It's not important. It could even be detrimental. I looked at Risha. Let's just leave it. It's of no importance. The tone of her voice made it clear the subject was closed, off-limits and finite. Who wants to help me make some more fruit smoothies? With ice cream, Anna said, jumping up. Why not? Today's a special day. Let's treat ourselves, shall we? I say we've earned it. There was an enthusiastic knock on the door. Can you get that? I said without taking my eyes off the page I was writing, thinking it was the daily food delivery. Sure, Tonya headed for the door. He's back! Anna burst through the door with excitement. And hello to you too! I heard the amusement in Tonya's voice, clicked save and got up. Hi, I don't think we have met, Tonya said to the tall figure with the alpaca woolly hat still on the doorstep. I'm Felipe. I gather you're Tonio. That'd be me. Come on in. Here. I was told to bring this for your wife. She loves coffee, no? Tonio laughed. That she does. Everybody told me to forget about him and now he's here. Jack, come meet Felipe. Intense eyes met mine. So this was the soulmate who went walkabout. Look, look, look! Anna pulled off her woolly mitts and retrieved a beautiful gold pendant with a heart-shaped pink Andean opal. They come in pink too, I said before reining myself in. Luckily, Anna took no notice. He came last night, and I'm going with him to see the rancho in Argentia, and then we're off travelling. We're leaving as soon as the school breaks up at the end of term. And you know, all my mother could say was, why would Anna want to go somewhere she doesn't know anyone and have no family? As if I wasn't even in the room. Some unwelcome, huh? So I got Felipe to stay with Risha instead. Felipe, who had been standing next to Tonio by the door, flashed a smile my way. Eventually she has to draw breath. Pleased to make your acquaintance, Jack. Nice to meet you too. How are you doing? You mean, what took you so long? Kachina smirked. Well, maybe. Perhaps. I answered her silently. For once I was glad I was the only one who could hear her, at least for now. I'm going. There's an empty bed through there and it's all mine. I turned my attention back to the unexpected visitors. Take your coats off and make yourself at home, guys. I gathered up my notes and stuffed them into a folder. I could certainly see what Anna meant about charismatic. 
When the guy looked your way, it was like a beam of something magical hit you and made you feel pretty special. Amazing. Hey Jack, present for you. Felipe brought this. Tonio handed me the jute bag with the coffee beans. Oh yes, it's extreme altitude coffee beans. This was Anna. You have a grinder? I think so. Come on, I'll show you how to roast them. I laughed as an over-enthusiastic Anna almost dragged me towards the kitchenette. What do you think? What do you think? she whispered. Didn't I tell you he's amazing? I've only just met him. Give a girl a chance here. I chuckled. Anna looked a bit crestfallen, but recovered her bounce in seconds. You have a heavy cast iron pan. I'm going to toast these little beauties a little before grinding them. They're not roasted. Let me have one to chew on. They are, but this way is better. It really was. Then we talked and laughed and talked and laughed. And then we talked some more. I felt as if we had all known each other forever. It was almost midnight when Anna and Felipe bundled themselves up against the freezing winter's night air. You have to come and visit us in Argentia sometime, Felipe said. And you are always welcome to Mexico, you know, Tonya replied. We'll take you to some secret beach and go snorkeling and to Merida for some old culture and some history along the Rutapuk. Our eyes met. That's where we had met. I'd been a disillusioned French and history student backpacking with my friends, Tonio, an archaeology graduate working as an English tour guide at one of the archaeological sites. Ten years on, here we were. Antonio hasn't clocked. We can't go to Argentia any more than Felipe and Anna can come visit us. I blinked away a tear as my gaze met with Anna's. She'd got that too. Here and now, I told myself sternly. Here and now. Stay present in the here and now. Andino Andina is written, read, edited and produced by me. Copyright Liz Rosales 2014 and 2021.